0: Unless otherwise indicated, all scripture quotations are taken from the Holy Bible, New Living Translation, copyright 1996-2004-2015 by Tyndale House Foundation. Used by permission of Tyndale House Publishers, Carol Stream, Illinois 60188. All rights reserved. Well, hello there and welcome to January 18th. My name is Bill and this is Bible in a Year with Bill. Today, on day 18 of our journey through the New Living Translation version of the word, Genesis chapters 44, 45, and 46. And then we're going to finish off today's reading with Luke chapter 18. Thanks for joining me here again today, and let's get right into it. Genesis chapter 44. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph gave these instructions to his palace manager. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry and put each man's money back into his sack. Then put my personal silver cup at the top of the youngest brother's sack along with the money for his grain. So the manager did as Joseph instructed him. The brothers were up at dawn and were sent on their journey with their loaded donkeys. But when they had gone only a short distance and, and were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his palace manager, Chase after them and stop them. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you repaid my kindness with such evil? Why have you stolen my master's silver cup, which he uses to predict the future? What a wicked thing you have done. When the palace manager caught up with the men, he spoke to them as he had been Instructed. What are you talking about? The brothers responded. We are your servants and would never do such a thing. Didn't we return the money we found in our sacks? We brought it back all the way from the land of Canaan. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find his cup with any of us, let that man die and all the rest of us, my Lord, will be your slaves. That's fair, the man replied, but only the one who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go free. They all quickly took their sacks from the backs of their donkeys and opened them. The palace manager searched the brothers' sacks, from the oldest to the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothing in despair. Then they loaded their donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still in his palace when Judah and his brothers arrived, and they fell to the ground before him. "'What have you done?' Joseph demanded. "'Don't you know that a man like me can predict the future?' Judah answered, Oh, my Lord, what can we say to you? How can we explain this? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. My Lord, we have all returned to be your slaves, all of us, not just our brother who had your cup in his sack. No, Joseph said, I would never do such a thing. Only the man who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Then Judah stepped forward and said, "'Please, my lord, let your servants say just one word to you. Please do not be angry with me, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself. My lord, previously you asked us your servants, "'Do you have a father or a brother?' And we responded, "'Yes, my lord, we have a father who is an old man, "'and his youngest son is a child of his old age. "'His full brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, "'and his father loves him very much.' And you said to us, bring him here so I can see him with my own eyes. But we said to you, my lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for his father would die. But you told us, unless your youngest brother comes with you, you will never see my face again. So we returned to your servant, our father, and told him what you had said. Later, when he said, go back again and buy us more food, we replied, we can't go unless you let our youngest brother go with us. We'll never get to see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then my father said to us, As you know, my wife had two sons, and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless he was torn to pieces by some wild animal. I have never seen him since. Now if you take his brother away from me, and any harm comes to him, you will send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. And now, my lord, I cannot go back to my father without the boy. Our father's life is bound up in the boy's life. If he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die. We, your servants, will indeed be responsible for sending that grieving white-haired man to his grave. My lord, I guaranteed to my father that that I would take care of the boy. I told him, if I don't bring him back to you, I will bear the blame forever. So please, my lord, let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy, and let the boy return with his brothers. For how can I return to my father if the boy is not with me? I couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause my father. Genesis. Chapter 45. Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, out all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him, and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer, and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset, and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. "'God has sent me ahead of you to, to keep you and your families alive "'and to preserve many survivors. "'So it was God who sent me here, not you, "'and he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, "'the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. "'Now hurry back to my father and tell him, "'This is what your son Joseph says. "'God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. "'So come down to me immediately.' you can live in the region of Goshen, where you can be near me with all your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and everything you own. I will take care of you there, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise you, your household, and all your animals will starve. Then Joseph added, look, you can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that I really am Joseph." Go tell my father of my honored position here in Egypt. Describe for him everything you have seen, and then bring my father here quickly. Weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin did the same. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them, and after that they began talking freely with him. The news soon reached Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers have arrived. Pharaoh and his officials were all delighted to hear this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, this is what you must do. Load your pack animals and hurry back to the land of Canaan. Then get your father and all your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt and you will eat from the best that the land produces. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, take wagons from the land of Egypt to carry your little children and your wives and bring your father here. Don't worry about your personal belongings for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Jacob did as they were told. Joseph provided them with wagons as Pharaoh had commanded, and he gave them supplies for the journey. And he gave each of them new clothes, but to Benjamin he gave five changes of clothes and 300 pieces of silver. He also sent his father ten male donkeys loaded with the finest products of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other supplies he would need on his journey. So Joseph sent his brothers off, and as they left, he called after them, Don't quarrel about this along the way. And they left Egypt and returned to their father Joseph in the land of Canaan. Joseph is still alive, they told him, and he is governor of all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned at the news. He couldn't believe it. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirits revived. Then Jacob exclaimed, It must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go and see him before I die. Genesis, chapter 46. So Jacob set out for Egypt with all his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. During the night God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father, the voice said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make your family into a great nation. I will go with you down to Egypt, and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba, and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives in the wagons Pharaoh had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all the personal belongings they had acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants. These are the names of the the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob, who went to Egypt." Reuben was Jacob's oldest son. The sons of Reuben were Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shaul. Shaul's mother was a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah though Ur and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Puah, Jashub, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun were Sered, Elon, and Jachlil. These were the sons of Leah and Jacob who were born in Padan Aram, in addition to their, daughters, or to their daughter Dinah. The number of Jacob's descendants, male and female, through Leah was 33. The sons of Gad were Zephon, Hagi, Shuni, Esbon, Ari, Arodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher were Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah. Their sister was Sarah. Bariah's sons were Hibber and Malkiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, the servant given to Leah by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Zilpah was 16. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph's sons, born in the land of Egypt, were Manasseh and Ephraim. Their mother was Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. Benjamin's sons were Bilah, Bikr, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppim, Huppim, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel and Jacob. The number of Jacob's descendants through Rachel was fourteen the son of dan was hushim the sons of naphtali were jasiel gunai Jizer, and shilem these were the sons of bilhah the servant given to rachel by her father laban the number of jacob's descendants through Bilha was seven The total number of Jacob's direct descendants who went with him to Egypt, not counting his son's wives, was 66. In addition, Joseph had two sons who were born in Egypt. So altogether there were 70 members of Jacob's family in the land of Egypt. As they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead to meet Joseph and get directions to the region of Goshen. And when they finally arrived there, Joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to Goshen to meet his father Jacob. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Finally, Jacob said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen your face again, and you know and know you are still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's entire family, I will go to Pharaoh and tell him, My brothers and my father's entire family have come to me from the land of Canaan. These men are shepherds and they raise livestock. They have brought with them their flocks and and herds and everything they own. Then he said, When Pharaoh calls for you and asks you about your occupation, you must tell him, We, your servants, have raised livestock all our lives, as our ancestors have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen, for the Egyptians despise shepherds. Luke chapter 18 One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a, twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, "O oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. I tell you, This sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question. Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible with God. Peter said, We've left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, we are going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans, and he will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him, but on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand any of this. The significance of his words was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, they asked what was, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. Son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word today. Thank you for your word. God's plans are way above our own. The story of Joseph is such a huge example of this. The brothers maliciously thought they had permanently rid the world of their dreamer brother Joseph. And when Joseph saw them that first time in Egypt, he really had every right to shun them, refuse them provisions, and ultimately turn them away from Egypt with nothing. But the whole time God was planning something much bigger. All those years went by just so Joseph could help his family. The blessed sons of Israel it never ceases to amaze me how God can turn around and use man's pride selfishness and violence to ultimately work in his favor and bless everyone involved every aspect of Joseph's journey was intended to turn him into the man that would have the integrity influence and resources to save the sons of Israel amazing our God is truly amazing Thank you for joining me here today on Bible in a Year with Bill. I hope to see you tomorrow. Take care now.